Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. You're listening to Zen Sandwich, a podcast for the independent mind and anyone who embraces life despite its absurdities. Join former attorney and professor turned Japanese papermaker Mark Reed each week as he talks with creative, inspiring, and influential people, or as he shares his own research to help make your world a little better today than it was yesterday. This year, 2024, will be the 30th anniversary for me, graduating from high school. Wow, 30 years. <laughs> yeah, I was class of 1994. 30 years is just unfathomable to me. I have the distinct honor and pleasure today of having a conversation with my all-time favorite teacher. And I don't just mean from high school. I mean all-time first ballot Hall of Famer from kindergarten through college and beyond. <laughs> Ann Armstrong, she'll always be Ann Feller to me, or Miss Feller to me, but she was my journalism teacher in high school. And I mean it when I say this, that I would not be the person I am today without the early influence of Ann Feller Armstrong. I'll just call you Ann from, from here oh, that, on that's, out. That's fine. <laughs> that's, uh, I, I, that's one of the perks of getting old. You, you finally get old enough that you can call your high school teacher by their first name. Uh, Ann joins me now from Sweet Home, Alabama. Welcome to the podcast, Ann Armstrong. Thank you so much for having me. This is this is a thrill and an honor, and I'm serious. Well, you give me a lot of credit for um, being an influence that I, I, I've never quite understood, but I sure do enjoy it. <laughs> well, you might understand after uh, we get to a few of these questions. Okay, fine. Because I do, I want to start out with one of the early life lessons I learned from you from a, a young age, truly both in terms of development in me believing in myself and in the value of standing up for friends. I should say at the, at the outset, I don't plan on this episode being just a long stroll down memory lane where we bore the listener with old, old <laughs> stories. But uh, some backstory is essential in some places, like the time I received death threats from the high school band because of an article I wrote in our newspaper. <laughs> I had written a tongue-in-cheek article about them raising prices at the concession stand that funded the band or whatever by 10 cents. <laughs> and uh, I, yeah, how that was not considered for a Pulitzer. I don't, I don't know. I still don't yeah. know. But uh, Anne here, did she ask me to apologize or issue a retraction? Hell no. <laughs> she had my back all the way. Uh, not only that, you gave me a journalism award at the end of the year. I had that hanging on my wall for years. <laughs> I framed it. And uh, I love that. Yes. And uh, so we don't have to relive all that. Um, thank you. My question is about values, because honestly, oh. the article wasn't great. You know, I kept it for years and I read it. And I'm like, I can't believe we even published that. But it would have been easier to issue a, an apology or a retraction. But you didn't go for easier. 
you went with your values, your principles, and you stood up for me. What else in life do you stick up for, even though it might be difficult? I think probably my my major one is valuing human life. Um, we live we live in downtown. We live close to UAB um, in Birmingham, and we it's it's not uncommon to have homeless people come by, sure. um, and they'll knock on the door, and um, and we give them what we got. Um, they are. They're human beings, and you know they're by the grace of God go I. Yeah. So I think that that's that's probably something that I strive to live by more than anything is just um, respecting people and valuing valuing somebody's life. Yeah, I you know I think I saw that in you thirty years ago. I mean I I didn't have the the mental fortitude. I didn't have the you know I wasn't mature enough to recognize what I was seeing. But I, I, I can look back and I see that about you as a person. Part of the reason you were such an influence on me is due to the fact that our class wasn't a formal class, like, right. ge- like geometry or social studies. By the way, when I look back, you know what the most important high school classes were for me? Journalism's top three, but I love that. typing. Typing was the most important, way more important than geometry or algebra or trigonometry. Because you use it. It's right. useful. Home ec. I don't know if you knew Mrs. Alford, but, you know, I remember I can still sew a button on a shirt. <laughs> and you need to know that. <laughs> you know, chemistry, really, I don't use it a whole lot. I don't. No, it, no it, algebra, you don't need that. Right. You don't so need it. What do you think about the traditional curriculum? What do you think about college degrees? That the has the value changed? Yes, it definitely has. And and I saw that when when I was still teaching, um, they were trying to get vocational um, education more. They're trying to get that that program built up, and it's so important. And I remember a guy um, from Irwin that dropped out of school at the end of his tenth grade year, and we were, and he was, you know, a, a good, he's popular kid. He was well liked, and he dropped out. And we were all so upset about it. But um, he he didn't make good grades. But he's a great guy, mm-hmm. and um, he just wanted to be an electrician. And so he he left school and he became an apprentice. And we all thought that was the biggest mistake that he that he could ever make. And mm-hmm. he's very successful. He's got his own business, and and he's 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 doing great. And those last two years of high school wouldn't have you know it's like you just said about um, geometry and calculus. You know he, he yeah. didn't need it. I know. I saw something the other day that that uh, the trades are actually a, a faster path to six figures. Like, if, let's just say six figure income is your, you know, that's where you're going for. You'll get there faster by becoming a plumber or an electrician than you will if you right. go ma- major in philosophy right. at, <laughs> in college. Yeah. And, you know, and I was an English teacher, you know, in English, that, that's that's um, that's the whole dying um, education now with with. AI and all that, you don't need it anymore. And I hate that. I do hate that too. Cause I, I would consider English, you know, when I said typing and home ec and journalism, I would, the next, the top five, then I would say English and then Spanish. I'd say like foreign languages and I would say English. I, it still bothers me when people end a sentence in a preposition. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it bothers me when people don't know when to use me. You know, I'm, I'm sitting down and Mark, um, between, say, between you and me. Mark. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Me is a good word. It's a good word. It should be used, but everybody, oh no, it's always 
with you and I. And it's such an easy fix. All you got to do is in your mind, take out the you and part. Would you say I or me in this situation? And it's such an easy fix. I don't know why people can't get it. And while we're at it, you don't end a sentence with at. Well, that's why that's the ending in a preposition. I can't stand that. Just leave the at off. Where, where's yeah. the gro- grocery store at? No, no, no. Where's the grocery store? Just leave off the. <laughs> That's good. It's good. I used to have a little little plaque somebody gave me that says, "I am silently correcting your grammar," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I am. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, now let me go to that question about change. It has been thirty years. Okay. I, I I ran into you maybe once at a grocery at Whole Foods. I think and Whole then, Foods. Uh, yes. yes, I was thinking of that today. That's the last time I saw you were on your way to Japan. Oh, was I? Okay. That was like, then, then that must've been 2004. So then that's been like 10 years ago, been a decade ago. What, what year are we? Or it was 20 years, 20 ago. years ago. Oh my. You're missing a whole decade. I sure am. I, well, I, I really did actually. Um, that's a different episode. Would, how much would you say we all change, right? How much would you say you've changed as a person grown, perhaps give us some wisdom. What is the most significant change personally, developmentally? And what's your advice on that? How do we how do we evolve to be better? Um, that, that's interesting. I, I told you before we got started, I, I was married for 23 years. I got divorced for eight years and um, had a lot of uh, growing up to do. And then we remarried. I never thought we would remarry ever. But we have remarried. It's going on eight new years now. And how I changed, I learned, I think, to take responsibility for mm-hmm. myself instead of, I was really good about blaming other people for everything. Yeah. And um, I've learned to accept my part. And I've also learned to be forgiving. Uh-huh. Um, I think forgiveness is, I mean, it's just key to, to any, any relationship at all. You, yeah. you have to, I've learned to be graceful in my relationships. It's changed me. It really has. How do we get there faster? How do we like, let's just say somebody's listening and they're like, I just, I'm not a very forgiving person. How, how do you find that in yourself? I think you have to see your own shortcomings. Hmm. Um, you have to see that I need to be forgiven too. Absolutely. That I, I, I make mistakes and Absolutely. It's, if everybody was holding everything against me, you know, where would I be? Right. I've been forgiven a lot yeah. and, and I appreciate it. And it just takes so much energy not to forgive. Yeah, that's, it takes so much energy to stay angry. That's it, right? I'm old now. I don't have, I don't have the time. I don't <laughs> yeah. have the time or the energy. Life yeah. is short, and I got to be able to move on. Yeah, one one thing that I think about when, like, let's just say it's somebody in the past that's done me wrong in some way. Um, you're talking about it, it requires so much energy. Like that person's even removed from my life. But if I spend too much time thinking about something that they did that wronged me you know i i think about this expression they they're living rent free in my head why why am i right right, why am i allowing them to live rent free in my head and i just i kick them out the mental door and it's over but politics now and in 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 our country it, it it gets in my head too and that's that's something that i really have to to work on let it go let it go i hear you i i did an episode recently called i I quit the news for one month and here's what happened or here's, you know, the effect that it had on me. And it was really a cathartic, healthy time that I just stepped because, you know, I was a I have always been a political junkie 
and I get myself worked up over it for what? (laughs) I mean, why am I? Did you feel feel disconnected when you weren't listening? And did you read? Did you just stop listening? And did you still read? Uh, I moved my BBC app. That's where my primary source of news. I, I consult a few different news sources and I moved them. Well, you should listen to the episode, Anne. (laughs) but i moved uh, i moved all the news apps to like the back page on my phone so i couldn't see them and i and for a month i didn't purposely go to them you know i'm in japan so if i watch i'm watching on a laptop so i didn't go on to cnn.com or i don't do that anyway I, i didn't purposely seek out the news and if there was a major news event it got to me somehow it, it wow. found its way to me. Like there was a volcano in Iceland. And so I saw it on Twitter or something, but I did not assertively actively pursue the news for a month. What's so special about hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas. Hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. And uh, it was great. It was very tough, especially at first. For like the first four days, it was like, oh my God, I feel so disconnected. And then by day seven, it was liberating. I was like, I don't need to know what, I mean, yes, my heart goes out to what's going on in Israel and Gaza and, you know, I, of course, but I can't do anything about it. You know, I can't change it myself. And I I just realized more of, I had a greater sense of presence of where I am. You know, I'm here in rural Japan. This is my life. I will vote for politicians who are on my side of whatever that I'm not going to get political here, but you know, I'll do what I can. But other than that, I can't do much. So I'm just going to focus on li- living a good life, uh, making my wife happy. You know, it was it was a kind of a like a revolutionary moment of just removing myself from the news. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, that that sounds pretty revolutionary. I get all these pop up headlines though, and then I'm reeled in. I just oh yeah, I've got to read about that, and then that's going to lead to something else, and lead to something else. And before I know it, I have spent hours. Yep. Powering news. I don't, you know, when my month was over, it was like a self-imposed moratorium on, you know, reading the news. I didn't just go dive right back in. And I still haven't really. I just, I occasionally glance, but I I don't do it in the morning because I don't want to start my day with negative news. And I did a, I counted like when I did go back to look at the news after that month, 90%, nine out of 10 articles were negative in some way. In some way involved war or poverty or a crime or something. Well, I'll tell you something. In my defense on this, I get so um, frustrated because women tend to not know. And that makes me crazy. Oh, yeah, I didn't know about that. Well, how do you know how to vote then if you didn't know? That's true. And and I think voters need to be educated. Especially true for for. For women in the South, especially, I think that okay. we don't. We we just do what our husbands tell us to do, and oh, I don't know. It's just that's what my husband tells, and that makes me crazy. That must be so. extremely frustrating. I yeah. can imagine. Yeah. Well, uh, with the time we've got, let let's talk briefly about regrets. 
And let me tell you what. Right. Well, I got too many to mention. I, we don't have time for all of mine. Um, but I'll tell you about one all that right. goes back to high school. And it's not it's not about something I did. And I did all kinds of crazy shit when I was in high school, you might recall. But uh, this one has to do with did, did you know? Very, and I'm sure you knew him. Were you friends with Ken James, Coach James? I did know him. I We were not friends. I didn't know him that well. Okay. Well, he was my PE coach for two years, right. and and then he was my health. Coach. I had I kept getting in his class, even though I didn't want to, and uh, and I gave him hell. You know, if you recall, I was a class cut up. Uh, you know, that was my I got voted class oh, cut so up. So funny. Well, <laughs> not everybody thought I was oh. funny. I <laughs> guess I had you in the right environment. That, that <laughs> yeah. it, it was you could express yourself, and it was welcome. Okay. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I was free to do that in journalism, so it was more carefree and enjoyable that way. But when you're in Coach James's PE class, you know, he doesn't have time for clowns. Yeah. And um, all I wanted to do was be a clown. Well, um, he, he was tough on me, but you know what? He wasn't an authoritarian. And I can even remember sometimes him laughing at some of my antics. Here's the thing. He was right. And I was wrong. And what I, what I mean is I, I can recall a time. I don't remember what I did, but he responded. The gist of his response to me was that Reed, you know, he'd call me by my, by my last name. Reed, you're going to you're going to get older. You're going to become an adult one day and you're going to realize either a that he wasn't uh, a bad guy or b that I was being a jerk. And it, he would have been right in either instance. And um, the regret I have is I never got to tell him. As you might probably know, he he passed away. And, you know, and this isn't just like all my teachers. I, it was always my fault. I, there's some teachers I hated back then. And I still don't. <laughs> they still suck to me. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Rochester from fifth grade was a bitch. I'm sure she still is. If she's alive. But uh, anyway, Coach James, though, he was right. He was right. I can look back. He had good intentions. He was yeah. tough on me. Yes, but not overly, you know, and, uh, and I wanted so much to go find him and tell him like, Hey, you wow. were right. You know, I was an asshole and you were wow. a good guy and I never got to, and it'll bother me forever. I'm sorry. Well, you know, that's, that's, that is, that, that's real. It really, that's, yeah. Are there, that's a common regret that we all, we all do. Yeah, we, we, we missed. Mm -hmm. Well, so are there any missed opportunities in your personal or professional life that you regret? And what have you learned by missing those opportunities? My hugest regret is the way I left work. You know, I, I was 19 years. And November the 2nd, 2003. Um, we had a, there's a tornado warning. It was a warning. So we were all in the hall and it was, Irwin had gotten, um, Irwin had changed. I'm aware. And I didn't know how to change with it. Yeah. Yep. That we did get a lot of, of kids had, had gotten run out of the city. So they were in the county and I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to teach them. Yeah. You know, my thing was be like me. You know, right. learn to talk like me, and, right. and you know, be a be like a middle class old white woman. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know Shouldn't, how to read it at all. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I thought it was. I thought uh, it was no, I'm, I'm not being facetious. It is good advice. Um, but they, they, I did not know how to reach them. I didn't know how to teach them. Um, and I, that, that day there was a tornado coming and we all had to stand in the hall and it was just jam packed mm. with these kids. And it was so loud. Mm. And uh, we had an assistant principal whom I could not stand because mm. he, he was, he was awful to the teachers. Yeah. And so he was walking down the hall. School, teachers get these kids under control. So I walked back in my room, you know, I had that wall of windows and I walked in and I thought, Jesus, take me now. Did this tornado <laughs> in here just get me out of here? Praying for the tornado. So <laughs> I went home that night. I went to set my clock that night and I started crying. Mm. And I said, I'm not going back. In fact, he said, are you taking the day off? I said, no, I'm not going back. I'm not going to call. I'm not going to get my stuff. I said, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to. And I, that's that's how, you know, I talked wow. years, and that's how it ended. I wouldn't and regret that's- that. That's gutsy. Man. That's awesome. Actually. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm just not going back. What do you mean? You're, you're going to call in for that? No, no, I'm not going back ever. <laughs> I, I applaud you for that. Awesome. <laughs> that got to be kind of a um, a thing. You going, you going all land feller. You going all land feller on this today? <laughs> like, wow, you're going land feller on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like going postal, going land feller. I, I have many, many regrets. Well, I regret that I didn't know. Uh, I, there was a book I read later. I think it was called A White Teacher in the Hood or something like that. Mm. And I wish I had read it yeah. because it really it showed me all these things that. I, I could have, maybe I could have reached, maybe I could have been a good teacher. I've never, I've been around now, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to 50 and I've been all over the world. I've never seen a neighborhood rise and thrive and crash so fast as Centerpoint, Alabama. (laughs) Like when I was a kid, everybody was moving into Dunwoody and all these, you know, and they were building all these new homes and, and then like, Two years after I graduated, I don't know if it all fell apart because I left. I don't know. But uh, it's like two years. That was, that was the beginning <laughs> of the end. right? There. Yeah, they're just like, well, what's it's no use living here now. <laughs> um, but like my uh, my parents sold my childhood home while I was in college. And my stepfather told me that a guy, um, the guy who bought it came to my stepfather's office. He had a mortgage business at the time and paid for the house in full in cash all at once, just brought it in a garbage bag, <laughs> like a hundred dollar bills wrapped up. Nothing suspicious about that. No, not at all. And just <laughs> dumped it on his desk and bought a, bought our house. And we went back probably like a year later just to drive through the neighborhood for nostalgia. And yeah, there were bars, and these weren't like decorative bars; these were like security bars on our home windows. And I was like, wow, man, this went from a nice place to live to just crap you know we had to change years. graduation from thursday night to thursday afternoon because it was too dangerous to be out at night that's insane that's insane it was it was very sad because i love i loved that school for a long time me too i'm still glad that i went there i i, I would put my public education uh at Irwin up against the the snooty private school kids any day all day i, I feel like i got a just as good of an education there is anywhere. And I, I really enjoyed my time there. I look back with good memories of high school, but well, you, you had, your group was great. 
It yeah. was a great. I was lucky to be in, in that. You that were. Group. Well, I will. Uh, I will certainly look back on this as another one of my fond memories of life. I thank you so much for your time. This has been a blast. Thank you so much. I've just, and it's so good to see you. It is great and to I'm see so you. I'm so proud of you. It's, I, I owe it to you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. I wouldn't be me if it were not for Ann Feller Armstrong. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's the greatest compliment. It really is. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been uh, better than you know I even imagined. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to have you back. <laughs> Anytime. I'm here. Hey there, Sandwich Society. If you enjoyed this episode, Zen Sandwich is a listener-supported podcast, and we sure could use all the help we can get. Even just a fiver is appreciated. Go to zensandwich.com, and you could do a direct donation through PayPal or become a monthly supporter through Patreon. Either way, it makes my day, and it keeps the lights on for the show. As always, thanks for listening, and breathe. Don't forget to breathe. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.